Welcome to the Whitehead Files in conversation with Zebra Carroll, that is I, our old chums of mine, scummy mummies. Now, that doesn't mean they're old, it just means I've known them for a while. And who are the scummy mummies? They're a comedy duo, uh, an award-winning fortnightly podcast. Uh, They perform stand-up comedy shows to sell out audiences around the UK, obviously pre-pandemic. And uh, they're not sort of one big lump. No, they're two individual fantastic women. One's Ellie Gibson and the other one's Helen Thorne. And they specialise in producing and performing the comedy for less than perfect parents. So basically that's all parents, really. Um, Together they host one of the UK's most popular parenting podcasts. Launched in July 2013, it was an instant hit and has since been downloaded over 3 million times in more than 150 countries. I wonder if they understand some of the rude words that they say. The podcast has been recommended by The Guardian, The Telegraph, The Sunday Times, and featured on Radio 4's Woman's Hour. Guests guests have included Dara O'Brien, Sandy Totsford, Jenny Eclair, Mel Gidroich, I said that right, my goodness, and parenting influencers such as Giovanna Fletcher, Mother Pucker, Um Mumsy Mum and Hurrah for Gin. Now, one thing I'm proud of is the fact that not once, but twice, brought the Scummy Mummies to Greater Manchester, Stockport Plaza, because I feel like I'm Duchess of Stockport, which was fantastic, and they were really well received. And in 2017, Scummy Mummies were nominated for the UK's Best Comedy Podcast at the British Podcast Awards, along with Mitz Cloud and Lovey's Awards. The Scummy Mummies podcast was featured in The Guardian's The 50 Best Podcasts of 2016. Now then, let's catapult ourselves to 2021. Welcome, Ellie and Helen. How are you? Hello. Hello. We're very well, Caroline. It's lovely to see you. Lovely to see you as well. I miss you. We, we oh. you know, we, last time we were together, we had a lovely curry in Bramall. We Bramall's did. Platter. With Ellie's mm. lovely dad. I remember it very yeah. well. Yeah, with her dad. That was fab- fabulous. Fabulous. Before we start, can I just um, expose myself a little? I'm going to stand up oh, and please. go, oh, oh. Hey. what lovely Golden Globes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, love it. Tell us, tell us what, mer- what extra merch have you got? Oh, mate, we've got everything now. We've got, we've got hoodies, we've got wine mugs, we've got gin mugs, uh, and we've got, now this this is a good one, definitely do this at the start of a global pandemic. We've launched beach towels, Carol. Mm. Okay. <laughs> They're not our bestseller, so, let's just say that. How did Scummy Mummy start? Who came up with the concept? Yeah, so I met Helen at a comedy gig. It was my third ever comedy gig. And I just really liked her. I thought she was amazing. And also, you know, funny, which is is always helpful in a comedian. And um, so we started hanging out. And then I thought, you know, why don't we try and do a podcast? Because I'd done it. My background is in video games and I'd done a podcast before. And I was like, let's let's give it a go. Um, And then, yeah, and the name Scummy Mummies just sort of popped into my head. I was like, oh, that's what it's called. You know, we don't need a brainstorming session. That's that's just what it is. It's called Scummy Mummies. So I put it to Helen and luckily she went for it. And then it, it went from there. But getting really into the live stuff and the show, that was all Helen's idea, wasn't it? Yeah. So we'd been doing the podcast for a few months. And then um, I saw an ad for the Lewisham Fringe Festival, which I'm sure we all agree, very famous 
uh, amongst the land. Um, and we booked we booked what was called the London Theatre, which was a new cross, which was a 42-seater venue. And um, we gave ourselves nine weeks to write a one-hour show. We thought, oh, look, we've both done five minutes of stand-up each. What's an extra 50 minutes of material? But we managed to pull it all together. And, um, and it was a bit of a hit. And on that first show... We did a thing called Scummy Mummy Confessions, which we've done at every single live show in the last seven years, haven't we, Ellie? Uh, yeah, that's right. So it's 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 because it's been seven. It's been eight years now. I think. Well, no, we've done the show for about seven years. So, yeah, we've done live yeah. shows for over seven years, but it's been eight. It's nearly eight years since I met Ellie. In a, in, a, in a shipping container in Deptford in a lovely, lovely London. So yeah, so it's been quite quite an adventure. Yeah, I, I, I love the confessions because I've been your, in the theatre, I've been your glamorous assistant collecting mm. said, said confessions in, in the interval. And uh, so, so you, could, you could just do a whole show just based on the confessions, to be fair. We we spend quite a lot of time writing these shows, Caroline. We write we write sketches and songs and stand up and we rehearse it and we buy the props and we practice it and we you know do all the things and we and then the best bit of every show is always the confessions by the audience <laughs> because you can't you can't yes. nothing's funnier than reality. You can't make up yeah. some of the stuff, some of the stories these women and, and men tell us. So uh yeah, that's that's disappointingly always the best bit. I know your background, Ellie, in relation to computer games, because that's where our planets align mm. uh, from the games industry and um my link with the games industry, but also as well Im indoors, uh other half of Zebra, um and writing games. And um so he supported you and the uh, with Dara with writing the script for the for the games thing how has that evolved now from a games point of view oh great yeah well I've always I've always been a gamer I played games ever since I was a little girl and then um, I did an English degree at university which I say English degree I basically played Tomb Raider for three years so then when I came out of university I didn't really know what to do with myself and I saw an advert in the paper and got this job at PlayStation so that was my first job um, writing manuals for them and then I worked on uh, magazines for a bit which is where I met Dan and um, then I worked for a website called Eurogamer. So I was a video games journalist before I was a comedian. Um, mm. And and then obviously, you know, me and Helen got together and Scummy Mummies took off and all that. So, yeah, after that TV show, that took a bit of a, a back burner. But um, basically in the last sort of few months with this new lockdown, I've just got really, I've got back into video games because I'll be completely honest, I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> like, I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I can't do shows with Helen. We can't even record our podcasts in person anymore. Um, you know, and I like I've always loved video games because they do take you to a different world. They take you to another country, another place. Um, and being able to go anywhere, even if it's not real for me at the moment, has been huge. So I got back into it and then um I just thought actually there's, you know, maybe I could do some stuff on Instagram about this. Um, because I get asked by a lot of mums I know who aren't gamers all the time about gaming. Um, and kids and screen time and all of that. So I started an Instagram at Ellie Gibson Games. And then I went on Twitch, which I thought was just for the young people. And to be honest, it probably is. But yeah. um, I do that now a few times a week. I go and play games live on the internet on Twitch. And I've got this lovely little community of people now who come along and, and watch me and, and laugh at me, basically. For being and, and, and Ellie, <laughs> don't sometimes they throw money at you? Like they virtually. do throw money at me. <laughs> it's like nerd stripping it's like nerd <laughs> stripping. i want to go over to you helen because you are 
my fashion icon and I've told you this before the comments I make on your Instagram <laughs> when she's, when she's I thought like, you were going to say my favourite then I was about to storm off in a massive no. that's good <laughs> I'm sorry, my I'm not looking even at you. I'm, I'm in my in my in my sort of enthusiastic art teacher outfit today. I'm not I'm not I'm not being particularly sexy today. You look like you're about to make Bungle and Zippy a cup of tea. <laughs> yes, or strip the paint off the walls. <laughs> Do you know what? I was going to ask it. Have you got a backpack on? But no. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing very sensible. Very on trend. It's on trend, mate. It's on trend. You look great. Just in, case, just in case I ask you to do any DIY. Yeah, exactly. So how did that, I mean, like, background, Helen, and then yeah. how did you become my fashion icon? Come on. Oh, well, that, that, that was sort of not even by, I didn't ever set out to do any sort of fashion stuff. It was just that um, about three or four years ago when I was posting on Scummy Mummies about being a size 18 and plus size sort of person, um, I just sort of started to getting into like buying nice clothes and talking about them. And I had this huge response because so much on Instagram and, you know, social media, you, you don't get bodies like mine representing fashion. And owls. so at that time, owls, like owls. owls, gorgeous, you know, urgh, chunky, chunky, funky ladies. Um, so, yeah, so I decided to create this fashion account called Helen Wears a Size 18. Um, and yeah, it's had the most amazing response from all these women and, and, and just wearing fun clothes that make you feel amazing. Cause a lot of the time, um, clothes for our size, a lot of shops actually stopped at size 16. And so anything that was plus size was just basically leggings and a stretchy top. And, and a lot of that is changing now. And there's been a real fantastic body positive movement and, um, and it's nice to be, you know, play a small part in that. But yeah, I mean, my my I have always said that my my signature style is enthusiastic art teacher because I love a bright, bold earring. I love bright clothes. I love showing off my boobs. You know, I think you've got to show your assets. Yeah. But, um, the community of women that follow me on that account are, are magnificent. And, um, and it's really lovely. I get lots and lots of messages from women saying, oh, I've worn a bikini for the first time in 20 years or now I'm wearing shorts or I bought that dress and I feel wonderful. So I think I think for me that's been a really rewarding little side project. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I did a podcast called Fat Lot of Good, which I interviewed about 20 different people about their relationship with their body. And that's mm. been really good both for – my audience, but also for me, I think I've learned a lot um, by interviewing people about that. So, yeah, so it's been good. But, you know, also I occasionally get some free clothes. So <laughs> I'm greedy. So when was the first time you did the Edinburgh Festival? That was two years. That was 2019. So two years ago before the world shat itself. Um, yeah. yeah. It's the first and only time we've done it. And we did it fucking spectacularly, I, I yeah. must admit. Like, you know. Reviews were awesome. That, that, review sorry, was, sorry, that review was awesome. Thank you, Carol. Yeah, it was great fun. And 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 it was good going as like 40-year-old women. Like, you know, we weren't going as students. We went in a grotty share house. Like we, we we booked ourselves quite a nice flat, didn't we, Ellie? Mm. Yeah, we said because nice. we um we did it with a tour manager and he was like, What sort of flat do you want for, for your Edinburgh run? And we were like, well, we would like the kind of flat that a single gay man in his 30s would live in. 
So like he's got a bit of money. He lives a very free, enjoyable life, but he likes he likes a nice finishing on the fixtures and fittings. That's what we want. <laughs> Just a stereotype uh, game in there. So yeah. um, <laughs> that's what we got. And it was lovely. Everything was chrome and grey. It was charcoal. It was delightful. Oh, it was Ooh. the nicest place I've lived in. That yeah. sounds really classy. It yeah, was. It had, a, it had a mezzanine and everything. Oh, a Ooh. lovely mezzanine. Oh. <laughs> a mezzanine. We even had a, we even had a spare room and a, spare, a spare level. Room. We were like, oh, yeah. why not? You know, we <laughs> didn't want to come home, did you? No, no, it was pretty nice. We had lots and lots of lovely lunches out. I mean, it was like a holiday for a month, and then occasionally we do some comedy for an hour every yeah. night. But then an um, hour a day. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know when people go, oh, Edinburgh's so hard, and we're like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> we okay. had a lovely time. We were very lucky. But we'd worked Fantastic. very hard for seven years before that, so yeah. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna draw you in what I'm gonna call my media hall section. What that means is I want you to drop famous people bombs all over. You did this with what? Do this where, blah blah blah. You did this program with this person. I want media bombs. Major Ooh. Well, Ooh. I mean, obviously the podcast, but we've we've met some wonderful, fabulous people. Um, and you know, favorites being obviously Dara and Sandy Toxvig and people like that. But also in the run up to Edinburgh, I really loved all the interviews we did. So we got to go on like Claudia Winkleman's show, and that was that was pretty fab. Love her. She's mm, very naughty. He was lovely. I like her. Um, yeah. Dr. Range. Dr. Range is is now obviously a close personal friend of ours, but he's amazing. And he we did loves a podcast. You guys. Oh, we love we love it's it's a big loving. It's a big old threesome oh, with is, Range. There's a yeah. lot of lot of touching. Yeah. But we did a podcast with him a few years ago that was so uh, filthy that after we put it out, we had to take it down. Uh, we were told to take it down by his people. So, uh, but luckily, uh, he's got. I think he's got new people now. We put it up again. Uh, so, if you want to listen to it, it's, it's back. It's back on. Oh, nice. And we've yeah, done another yeah. one with him recently. But yeah, he was great. Um, who else have we done? Well, I I really liked it. And Ellie, <laughs> we hosted the um, National Tele- Television Awards red carpet on Facebook. Um, so we did live red carpet interviews for ninety minutes, and mm. that it was it was a it was a celebrity after celebrity after celebrity. So we had we met like Rylan and Lorraine and Fern Cotton, and who else did we meet? Ellie, well, Neil tell Morrissey. You we, tell you we didn't meet. Tell you we didn't meet. We didn't meet Mary Berry. Oh tell my you god, why. this is amazing. Denied. So, like, how? I mean, you you've seen red carpets. You know how it works. The celebrity yeah. comes down and, and you shout at them, and you go, "Neil Morrissey over here, Neil Morrissey." Like Helen's obsessed with Neil Morrissey. I don't really know. Yeah, why. Yeah. But, um, so I saw Mary Berry. I was like, "Mary, Mary Berry, Mary Berry," and she turned around, and we were wearing the full gold cat suits, you know. And yeah. she looked yeah. at us, and she just went, <laughs> like like Queen Victoria, and, and then just went, and she just went, and just like walked, just carried on walking. Uh, I think I think the words Mary. that one of us said, I can't remember if it was you or me, were like, we're not scary, Mary. Yeah. We're not scary. I think you said that, yeah. <laughs> and and just, to, just to say, I just want to say, because I'm not slagging off Mary Berry here. I fully no. respect Mary Berry. She has even more of my respect for that because she took one look at these pricks and was just like, do you know what? I've That's lived a life. Bag. I haven't got to, I've got a, a ton of time left and I don't want to waste it on these fucking morons. I'm just going to keep moving. <laughs> I don't need to waste my time on these women. And she's yeah. quite right. She's quite oh. right. Well done, Mary. Walk on good, by, good Mary. Choice. Walk on by. Yes. Yeah. If only Rylan and Lorraine Kelly had done the same thing. 
I think, right, so the red carpet thing, because I, I like, not that I've done the red carpet, but I've done something similar, you know, yeah. pouncing on people. Because they see, they see this coming towards them and they just go. <laughs> <laughs> and even oh, if I do one, my, my signature smile as well, because this lights up the world. <laughs> but no, they just think I'm a, I'm a crazy. Um, but but I think that is a great thing that you could. People should hire you for the Oscars, for the you know for the Golden Globes, or you know those big things. Because of course there there is that humor, humor the juxtaposition of the humor as yes. well. Some people will get it, and some people will go, ah, you're British, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Which will be Timmy yes. Gold. You can, and also I get a lot of way away with a lot of stuff for being Australian and quite yes. naive. So, so that that kind of is a, bit, a good ticket for me to kind of ask silly questions, which is really good. I mean, the funniest thing was, uh, which made it quite hard, is that our earpieces stopped working, so we had no idea who we were interviewing. And so we'd interview these like they 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 look yeah. like they're on Coronation Street. They look like a soap star, right? And we're like, and who do you who do you want to win tonight? And they're like, ah, uh, Emmerdale, of course. We're like, yes, of course, Emmerdale. <laughs> no, Helen, at one point. Helen interviewed someone's cousin who'd just come along as his guest. <laughs> oh, God, it was a disaster, but a fun disaster. And then Ellie got hypothermia, and then we mm. hung out with Charlie, uh, the two hosts of BBC Breakfast in a booth. Oh, the glamour, the glamour. Hanging out with Charlie State in a booth and the sports guy. <laughs> I mean, this is real showbiz. Um <laughs> Yeah, I feel the cold very badly. I, do, I don't do well in the cold. It gets me, and then I'm very miserable. You need um, more of this on you. That's why. It. I need to. I need to start. You know, make a start. But um, yeah. So we, I was just sitting, sitting in this booth, going, oh, well, Helen like tried to cover me with cushions and brought me macaroni and cheese and champagne. Right. And I was just, I there just were lots of little bowls yeah. of macaroni and cheese. It's like, yeah. yeah. She'd be like, look, look over there, it's Graham Norton. I'd be like, I do not give a fuck. I'm too cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's what you need. You need some time with Graham. I think I think go down really well. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a big, big Graham fans. And then afterwards yeah. we got to go to the, the party, but not the good party. So we didn't know this, but it turns out there's like two parties at the National Television Awards. Mm -hmm. There's like the one for like Anton Deck and Graham and like Lorraine and Holly. And then there's the one that we get to go to, which is like the cousin of the bloke off Holby City. Like, and us. <laughs> we still have Carol Vorderman. I remember that. I was thinking, us and Carol Vorderman, there we are. She's the people's <laughs> princess, though. She's the people's princess of maps. Oh, yes. So she hangs out with the plebs. And we did hang out with, um, who's the lad from Game of Thrones? He was very nice. Yeah, the guy who plays said... Bram. Does he play yes. Bram? You watch Game of Thrones, Carol? No, no. I've, I, I watched it with Sean Bean. That's how far back. I watched right. it with Sean Bean. And then I thought, then I thought, oh, I'll come back to this. Never did. But it's one of the one of the things I'm gonna try and watch from beginning to end. Because it's finished oh, now. No it? Oh, I watched the first series and the last series only because Pete was watching it. You can just skip out the middle ones. But in the first yeah. episode, there's a young lad who gets pushed out of a window and then he becomes quite a big character in it. But we don't really watch Game of Thrones, so we didn't really know who he was. <laughs> but no, we, we he was a nice lad, time. so we just hung out with him. Yeah. I only know games of Game of Thrones people. Who were in other things? So of course, Aquaman, oh. and and Jason um, Momoa. Sorry, let, let me have a moment. Jason Momoa, please. <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> and uh, I forgot his name. Then I had, I had a bit of a blank. And um, 
Jason, come to my more. Yeah, and, and, and a couple of other people, but that's when they're in other things. So, yeah, yeah, I've set her off now. Switch, can you oh. tell them to switch her off for a minute? Yeah. <laughs> take me batteries out, take me batteries out. Yeah, oh. fair enough. <laughs> so, right, pandemic, right, it hit. And who said it, the world shut itself? Which, which one? Helen, that? That I've got away with words. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't got away with words, but you know what? That is perfect. It's perfect. And that hit, and it and it freaked for me, it freaked me out. It's like we're like we're in a film. Mm. It just felt like we're in a film. Never a before. Film. Yeah, <laughs> really. It was too long. And, and and going, you know, like going looking back in history, it's like as people people been isolated. There was that story about the Derbyshire village that basically isolated themselves from the rest of the world. You know, they didn't want what happened was some cloth came into the village. It had whatever colour in it from rats droppings and everyone started to get the plague and they realised that they needed to separate themselves from the rest of the world. And that was in my head going, that's it. The United Kingdom's an island. That's it. We're just, <laughs> yeah. that's what we've got to do. How did, how did you feel when the pan pandemic hit and it, and it was a realisation of what it was going to do to your industry? Oh, that's a, that's yeah. That, I mean, that was a real shock because we had bought like I think about forty dates, and and a lot of them had sold out. So I always like telling this story that in the February of last year, Ellie and I were driving around in our tour van, laughing, going, "Oh, <laughs> our lives are so amazing! We've got a tour booked. We did Edinburgh last year. It's all wonderful." And then the next month, the whole world shut down. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, and, and I think that was a real shock. And also when you know so much of the best parts of our job are involving people. Like mm -hmm. it's not even a show. It's like meeting people afterwards and getting hugs from all these women and things like that. So yeah, it's been really hard. And the, sadly the comedy industry has been hit the hardest because it sort of slips between sort of arts and entertainment and, and all that sort of thing. So a lot of comedy venues have actually closed down, which is awful. Yeah, no, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And Ellie, for you, yeah, I think I was I think I was a bit naive to be honest with you at first. I kind of thought, oh well, you know, we'll just book, rebook these gigs that we have in April and May for like, you know. I remember saying to Helen, oh well, normally we don't work in the summer, apart from Edinburgh, obviously, but a few festivals, but normally we take holidays in the summer. And I remember saying, Oh, well, looks like we're gonna have to do some shows this summer. Oh well, never mind. And then of course cut to like nine months later going, Oh my god, I'm still in my house. Um so yeah, it was it was just such a weird time wasn't it and and yes. just had to keep the business going we've been very lucky and to be honest with you luckier than than many comedians and many performers and also many technicians I really feel for all the people we work with in the theatres all the lighting guys and the front of house people in the bus that yeah. you know they they really have had a tougher time than us um, because we're very lucky because we have got the podcast and we have got the Instagram and that has kept us afloat sort of financially and I think sort of mentally because we've still got work we can uh, and indeed have to do um so i'm feeling very grateful for all that really we've we've had it we haven't had it as hard as as many yeah. mm -hmm. and and what i want to do, i want to wrap up now because uh this is just like flown by what's your final message where can we see scummy mummies uh where can we sort of get in contact with scummy mummies as an entity and helen and ellie go Okay, so Scummy Mummies, uh, you can contact us through Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, and that's just at Scummy Mummies. And there's scummymummies.com, which has got all our 
fingers crossed upcoming live gigs ellie we she's working on it we've got we've got a lovely assistant called inga now who's she's oh. working on it she's updating the thing so yeah um she's amazing and then um follow me at helen wears a size 18 on instagram and you ellie Yes, follow me at Ellie Gibson on uh, sorry, at Ellie Gibson on Twitter at Ellie Gibson Games on Instagram and Twitch is Ellie Gibson Games and uh, yeah, but mainly scammy mummies, isn't it? That's the that's yeah. the the primo hustle. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, right. there she is. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Um, and like they said on Broadway, baby, you're hilarious. The Telegraph, likeably talking, and the Guardian, very very funny. But I want to add, you are honest and I love you both. And I can't Whoa. wait to give you big ah. Caroline hugs. So thank you. This we is love you too. Thank you so much. We think much. you're amazing. We talk, we, we're big, big fans. We're Huge big Carol fans. fans. We think you're just one of the most fabulous, strong, hilarious, interesting people we've ever met. We do talk about you. I'm not even, oh I'm no joke at the but we do go, oh, she's yeah. good, isn't she? Carol, gosh, she's good. Oh. Uh, um, so we love you we send you lots of love you are absolutely top notch in terms of friends because we always say oh i'd go on holiday with her yeah and oh, yeah can we do some that? people you go for a pint with some people you go on holiday with some people just maybe a chat on the school run but you we go, for, we go on holiday, holiday. With, yeah, holiday. Let's do it. yeah. <laughs> hey we've got the beach towels guys we've got beach <laughs> towels. we have got the Thank beach towels. we have yeah. got the beach towels this is scummy mummies talking to Caroline Whitehead, Zebra Carol, for the Whitehead Files. Peace out.